0: Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about Urban Meyer being suspended for three games at Ohio State, how that will affect their college playoff chances going forward. We're also going to talk about Maryland with the depth of Jordan McNeil and now that the parents want coach D.J. Durkin fired, how that affects Maryland and what should that do as far as the recruiting chances going forward at the University of Maryland. My co-hosts, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross, joined me on Guys Talking Sports, which starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. I'm glad y'all can listen. Listening, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, But for right now, we're going to get right into it. Got my boys you see on the screen right now, Earl Ross, Adrian Catwell. So what's going on, fellas, man? How y'all guys doing tonight?
1: Uh, Doing lovely, man. Enjoying the last couple of weeks of official summer.
2: Man, did we really even have a summer? (laughs) It's like a blur. It's been like rain, blur, and podcast. That's like all I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get that. It's definitely been that type of season, so to speak. Um, but we're going to get right into it. Lots to talk about in the world of sports today. Nothing bigger than Urban Meyer being suspended for three games with everything that's going on in Ohio State. But my, oh, Urban Meyer has been suspended. Um, so I know we want to get started on it. So I'm just going to just throw it out there and see who wants to jump on it first. Uh, well, I guess I, I I would I would look at myself as the resident college football guy. Um, this is what I like. So as, you mean certified resident? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, if we talk of West Virginia, yes. And then once we get outside the state of West Virginia, then it, then it's just I like college football. Um, <laughs> I guess it, it fits the course. Um, urban. Urban Meyer didn't necessarily commit a crime or do anything that was detrimental to his program, but he did harbor a dude who was very abusive to his ex-wife, and I guess the punishment kind of fits the crime, I guess. I'm not saying he hid anything or he did anything wrong. I think personally the university did what they had to do because they had to ha- they had to levy some sort of suspension. I'm sure urban did everything in his power to let the university know that something was going down, even going back to that 2015 incident and the university probably didn't do anything about it. Just based on the fact of who this dude was in relation to urban or just didn't want to rock the boat or just didn't want to bring any unwarranted uh, attention to the program because it was outside of actual kids and football, you know, Domestic violence, you know, it's, it was prevalent then, but it's even under a bigger microscope now, just with everything and how everything's being captured nowadays. So I think, you know, I thought he probably would have got off with time served. Uh, but I guess this kind of shows some sort of uh, Ohio State laying down some sort of a hammer on him. Now, mind you, if they withheld his pay and probably donated to, say, maybe some sort of charitable cause due to maybe some domestic domestic violence sort of thing. Uh, I think that would be pretty good too. I doubt they'll do that, but, um, but then again, I don't know. They just might. So I guess, you know, the, 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 crime, the, the, the punishment fifty the crime, I guess. Uh, I'm sure he's in the coaches here one way or the other, so it doesn't really even matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, always thought that, you know, with everything going down, um, you know the the mood of how things are today with the, you know with the heightened awareness with domestic violence you know the incidents in the past um and all the incidents in this particular case you know stretching back for their time back and you know when he was at florida up until now um i think that um i always felt that there was going to be some kind of game suspension i mean the question of whether it's going to be one or three or five I think the three-game suspension, um, I think that's what they they wanted to kind of put the um, the emphasis on, is that they're trying to do something and that he's suspended without pay. Um, the first three games are unfortunately not outside of, I think, TCU that they're playing, which is, I think, ranked number, within the top 20. Um, they don't really have any ranked teams. So these three games that he's suspended for, you know, even though every game counts, I think, earlier games, those are the ones where if it's going to get suspended and miss some time. That would be the ones that they would be more, you know, favorable for Ohio State if they had to, you know, miss their head coach for. They, would, they wouldn't do it, you know, middle or tail end of the season where they could be in a hunt for, you know, playoff rankings and national championship. They do it now so you can kind of get your quote-unquote preseason games out the way. And that way, once he's there for when the big, you know, Big East meet comes, you know, you know, week four or five, I think is when they start their um, first Big um, Big Ten game. Sorry, I said Big East, Big Ten. Um, no, it's against Rutgers, which I think they are like mm-hmm. week three. But the heavy schedule for the Big Ten, you know, midseason towards the end. So, but then still, I think, you know, with all the heightened awareness of domestic violence, with the Me Too mo- moment movement going I mean, they couldn't be complacent and show that they were just gonna just let you know, let him go. Did he did he lie to the media? Yeah. And I think, you know, had he would have just came out and just said you no know, comment initially, then I think things wouldn't have snowballed and gotten to the you know, to the point they are right now. I mean he did say that he made the university aware. At that particular point, we don't know if the university you know, how they handled it. Obviously they did nothing because eventually Urban Meyer had to fire the guy right before, you know, Big Ten Media Day and everything came about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, you can call it everyone covering it behind because if they had to fire Urban Meyer, then some other people, AD included, would probably all have to get, get canned because, you know, he said he followed protocol and let the proper authorities know what was going on and no one did anything. So, but but that's neither here nor there. I mean, you know, he got suspended three games, um, and this is you know, with all the bad press that you know college football and college sports have gotten overall. I think this is something that they're trying to get in front of and say, hey, we're doing this, you know, we're we're riding the ship, and you know, we're kind of letting everyone know that if you do anything wrong moving forward, you know, these are penalties or far worse could could happen, but. I think one of three games was – at least three games was what I thought was going to probably happen, and it did.
0: Yeah. I'm now, in, in hearing everything, um, I think that they did want to get out – they wanted to get ahead of it before the season starts. Once the, the actual college football season starts, I don't think that no one is going to really, like, pay attention because they're going to be so – the fans are going to be so engulfed in the college football season. Um, to begin with, so the first couple of weeks is gonna, the first three games is gonna probably go out go as a blur, um, much like this season is. Um, go ahead. Just quickly,
2: uh, some other breaking news: Ohio State's AD was also suspended.
1: Yeah, I I, I saw that as well. Mm, nice. Go ahead. Al. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's,
0: I mean, I I think that what they did as far as it's in the scope. That's how I see what Ohio State did is in the scope at this point. Um, I really believe that they want to get ahead of it before the season starts. Um, really give Ohio State that chance to be playing, um, the, the opportunity to to thrive into in the mid season and um, the after, you know, getting ready for the playoffs if they make the playoffs this season, which you know they have a good shot of doing. I think doing this ahead of the season starts, I think it's going to work in their favor because at the end of the day, I think that this is just going to go right quick. Um, And it'd be as quick as, you know, July, this, this whole month of August. Um, I think it's going to be where Ohio state is just going to be able to keep it moving after the three games. And once Urban Meyer comes back, they could just progress on to the, you know, as the college season progresses. So um, the Urban Meyer at this point, there's some things that he should have done differently, maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not going to affect um, Ohio State as a whole.
2: Well, I'm sure their fan base is extremely happy that he's still there and could provide them for, you know, next number of years of big possible Big Ten championships and playoff berths. So I guess the, he's willing to be the fall guy uh, in this situation. Um, The AD, I think the AD should have got a bigger suspension than more so than Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer really did come out and follow proper protocol to notify
0: his boss of what was going on. Um, Well, Well, quick question. Who makes the call for the AD getting suspended? University president. So then here's my question to you. Did Urban Meyer, so do you believe that Urban Meyer actually did? Um, make it aware to the university president or just to the athletic director?
2: He only has to make it to the AD.
1: Correct. I mean, if you're following protocol, that that conversation goes to the AD. And then the AD has, you know, for his thing, to, inform, to either handle the situation right there, maybe informing university president what went down and what action she's going to take. But all Urban Meyer had to do was just form an A.D.
2: Yep. And by firing the dude when he did I'm sure he still had to go to the A.D. and say look this is what I'm going to do because he was probably aware that questions were going to come up during the Big Ten media day. So he tried to get ahead of this by firing dude before it kind of blew up and then of course it, it exploded in his face just based on his response and like Earl said, it was a, a snowball from that point. But the AD should have got a bigger suspension and possibly the president, you know, something maybe should have come down to the president, you know, just because if the AD followed his protocol to go to the president and they still did nothing, then I don't see why Urban and the AD should have the same level of suspension. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, then and who – Yeah, go
1: ahead, yeah. about to say, yeah – and, and that's the key point that no one knows. I mean, we know, who, who Urban Meyer told, but we don't know where it went after that. Obviously, we know nothing happened, but we're not aware of whether or not the AD was made aware of this stuff. I mean, this is a like a, I mean, he was just, he was the head coach. He was, you know, a wide receivers coach. So does the AD have a responsibility to let the president know that I'm going to fire this guy because of that? Maybe, maybe not he's still a wide receivers coach. He could have been like he, – he could do it and then just kind of tell the president afterwards, you right. know, this guy's being let go, this is why. Now, if you're going to go fire Urban Meyer, I guess you best believe the university president is definitely going to have to – he's going to have to run that one by the university president. But for a, a positions coach, that's not something that you necessarily probably need to have to run by him. Unless there was some serious – well, this is very serious situations, but, you know, other – you know, if he felt it was something bigger than what he probably thought it was, but we don't know if he told, the, you know, the president of the university anything or not.
2: I I don't know. Our our, our guy, uh, Brett McMurphy, who was let go from ESPN and I believe is going to be signed on with the athletic – the new web-based sports folk website that's going to be breaking all types of sports and giving some great insight, just tweeted out that uh, Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State, was unaware that Zach Smith had been arrested in 2009 while at Florida prior to him being hired at Ohio State. It's like – I.
0: Wait, he was I, uh, unaware?
2: Like so it's crazy, like you and I either all of us, you know, any of us, we apply for a job, they're gonna do a third background. Exactly. If the company is legit. Uh, how do you not find out this information? Obviously, they just probably look at Herbert Myers like, Well, if that's your guy, well come on come on in to let him, you know. Which is, which is crazy because now is just making Ohio State, the university itself, look incompetent, not even so much the AD. You know, you're just going to take a guy's word and say, yeah, he's a good guy, come on in, and not do a background check. But it's McMurphy now is like, okay, the damage is done. Ohio State has made a determination about what they're going to do, and now he's just throwing gasoline on the fire to make things even worse. <laughs> <laughs> because now they're going to say, well, Oh, so you say you didn't do a background check? That's gonna make Gene Smith even look like more of an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's 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 almost comical at this point.
0: But the thing is, <clears throat> the thing is, that now because it just goes to show that that you know everybody's gonna do their best to bring their guy in. Um, the, it kind of makes me wonder, like knowing that all this going on in the background. Knowing the history, um, does that even affect the hiring at this point? Because if you're trying to bring, if if you bring in a guy like Urban Meyer, of course you're going to bring in people, his peoples. So you know, bad history and all, it just seems as though that those peoples will still get signed no matter what because you want to bring in a guy like Urban Meyer. So does the history even matter at this point? If the guy, if the head coach is the coach that you're seeking, wants to bring that person in, does it even matter?
1: <laughs> Clearly not. I mean, um, I mean, you're bringing on. I mean, you know, they brought on Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, so they're giving they're giving him carte blanche to bring on whoever he wants. So they're kind of like, all right, you're, you're the coach. You fill out your staff, and you just run it by us. And they're like, okay, cool, he's good. You Vouch for him. Okay. And that's usually how it goes, unless there's some criminal records following them that's like, you know, screaming, you know, but the incident that happened back in 2009 in, in Florida, I'm not sure if there was a criminal case or anything was, was, was documented. And maybe, I mean, I, mean, I know, but, but like you said, Adrian, they dodged for the guy, you know, Zach Smith was the grandson of his mentor. So, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he's going to take care of him you know, on that string. So, I mean, like you said, they fill out your staff. Everything looks good. Okay, cool. Let's go.
0: <laughs> but then, does it, I, but it, it's just funny because something like this will pop up and then who's to blame? You can't really blame the coach and the AD when, or maybe the AD, but you can't really blame the coach. Um, because you still was the guy, the team that hired his people's his staff, to begin with. So that's not like you You really think that that person's going to learn their lesson just because, you know, you suspended them, even though you brought them more on yourself.
1: Hey, at this point, it's going to be a big point to finger. It's like, oh, that was your job. Oh, that was your job, you know, and Florida State. I mean, Florida's going to be like, well, there was no charges. No one asked all of that, you know. Urban Meyer, you know, treated him almost akin to family. So him and his wife initially tried to talk to him and his wife to kind of, you know, have them seek counseling. And they thought they could kind of handle this stuff in family in house. So he brought them along. But, you know, it's you said it's kind of – I don't want to say all college sports, but some of these high-profile programs will kind of turn a blind eye in, in, in the benefit of winning. We've seen it happen all the time. Like
2: for, for example, I don't know the, how close you guys might be aware of this, but the, the situation that's going on with a player who transferred out of Texas A&M who's now over Arizona um, trying to file for a waiver to be eligible immediately claiming that two things. Um, now that you know Jimbo Fisher left Florida State to be the coach at a and M, and of course, uh, our buddy uh, left A and M to now be the coach at uh, at uh, Arizona. I can't think of his a black coach. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Sumlin. I'm sorry, that's his name. Sumlin. Uh, well, supposedly this kid was a freshman or whatever, and when dude came in from Florida State, supposedly gave him cash him and other players, cash to help give a good time for guys who are coming on unofficial visits. And then <laughs> – isn't,
1: isn't that what happened in Louisville? <laughs>
2: hey, hey, what the big bad is worse. Then he talked about, you know, during some of the spring practices, the coaching staff was, was uh, spitting some vile venom at players and he felt some sort of way about the way they was being yelled at. And then he also claimed that he said that he had some sort of a, a medical issue where he felt some discomfort, and the coaches turned a blind eye and kind of ignored it. So he decided to transfer and then moved over to uh, Arizona. And he put all of that, give or take, in his waiver to say reason why he feels as though he should be eligible to play now. So now it's got Jimbo Fisher and his staff over at Texas A&M in a bunch of hot water because now you say you're giving out cash to spend on players on unofficial visits. You're ignoring possible medical situations and you're verbally abusing your players. <laughs>
1: uh, that, that sort of rolls all, all, all the way into the um, thing in Maryland.
2: <laughs> right. But I, I'm just saying it's like this is going to become an issue where Every kid who's kind of disgruntled about the situation is going to sit there and run and say that a coach yelled at me or cussed at me, and I got to go because now you're talking some sort of way about me. You know, oh,
0: it's crazy. Yes. it's open season. <laughs> it's open season. I'm sorry, but it's, this is where it's going. This is where it's getting into. Like, There's going to be some players that's going to obviously be disgruntled, um, and they may or may, you know, it may may be right, just for, justifiably so. But this is where it's going. Like you're gonna have players that may complain because they don't get so much playing time or get the opportunity, and feel as though they're putting in a lot of practice, a lot of hard work, but not showing the the, the benefits of it on the actual field and the actual games. So that you know. Uh, It's just more people being more vocal about what they feel. So, unfortunately, you're going – I would not be surprised if I start seeing more of that lately. (laughs) Where where coaches, big-time coaches may get discredited from players.
2: Oh, oh boy.
1: Just
2: come So, So, so what happens – so, what's the difference – I guess the difference is because these kids are 18 to 20 or 18 to 21, possibly 22, versus them being 21, 22 in the NFL, and you're considered an adult, and coaches could yell, yell, kiss, not kiss, but yell, cuss, do whatever it is that they need to do, and everything is good. <laughs> oh, I guess because now they're actually getting paid to play the
0: sport. Exactly. See, <laughs> that's where you, yeah, and that's where it is. So keep praise. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's exactly where it is. But
2: I mean, what is college football other than the minor league of the NFL?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you because cool. technically, if you can't take the heat in college football, how are you right. going to do it when you get in, in, the, in the NFL? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Get what you're saying, right? When, well,
1: that's why that's why head coaches in the NFL come and go real quick if you got a star player and he feels like true because the star player is getting paid way more money. Than the coaches is, and people are there to see the players, not the coach. We're in, a, we're in a college football, it, it feels like it's the other way around.
0: That is true. And now the players are trying to do whatever they can now to, to right the ship, so to speak, in college football. Basically, they just practicing for what's going to happen in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're getting there. Practicing now with that, with that talk.
2: Oh man!
0: But um, real quick, I uh, just want to quote what um, Urban Meyer said in um, in from um, what I got from Adam Reitenberg, he said, you know, I, I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart and not my head. Says he gave Zach Smith benefit of the doubt didn't know all his activities and says loyalty to Earl Bruce factored into this.
2: That's a crackle <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that with, with, with two
1: grades or so. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, he could have some, some merit there. I mean, the, the, the Zach Smith was like I said, the grandson of his mentor. You know, so maybe he, he – apparently he gave him a, a little bit more rope and a lot more leniency, but – Man,
2: did you, did you hear that this cat was sitting there having sex toys delivered to the university via Amazon and was doing a whole bunch of lewd acts around his ex-wife, showing up nude, and, you know, at different things and having affairs in his office and all types of crap?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure if you go around the whole NCAA, he ain't the only person <laughs> doing stuff like that.
2: Oh, man. Bananas. And you try to tell me everybody didn't know? <laughs> or he claims like he didn't really know everything?
1: He didn't want to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he like, just leave me out of it. He didn't <laughs> want
1: to know. <laughs> I did not say anything, or you can just be like, I'm going to just leave the room. That way, you know, plausible deniability. Right. <laughs>
2: Crazy,
1: man. It's but I guess, yeah, but I guess the point that you made up about you know with the players and the getting yelled at in the practices does kind of segue nicely into um, the issues at Maryland. Uh, I we have some point views on that because we did speak over the weekend. Oh,
2: right, right, okay. So I'm not saying that you know, DJ Durkin was a bad was bad for doing what he was doing. Obviously, he was going about doing things in a, in a way that shouldn't have been done. All right, you know, if you're going to be verbally abusive, I don't know about having fat boys eat candy bars while people were working out and knocking food out of people's hands, whatever. You know, however, it doesn't I don't know. Hearsay. <laughs> One man's word versus another. But what I don't understand, at least from what I've read, When the gentleman, when the kid ended up going to the hospital, it was DJ Durkin who went to the hospital multiple times during that two-week span when he was fighting for his life, ultimately, until he passed away. And it was only until the day of the press conference that the AD and the school president actually went and spoke to the parents. I guess, you know, somebody, I've heard some other gripes who are saying that they were unaware of the culture at the university until XYZ after the fact. Um, but my thing is you want to vouch for the school president, but this is the same school president when AD a year before presented him with a, a proposal to integrate third-party medical staff into all uh, you know, over all of the athletic department within the university to have independent outside medical medical uh, folks to review and be there in case of these type of emergencies, and you shut it down due to finance to the financial stipulations of it, then when you have a situation like this that took place and you don't really know what the athletic training staff they, they said they have University of Maryland physicians, that are available or present during some of these practices. I don't know. But how can you back a president who willingly turn down a better situation to help overlook all of the athletes on campus, knowing that 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 model works way better than the current model that you have? And then bigger than that, the dude didn't even come see you until until the the whole thing breaking. They're about to do a press conference. And then – You know, granted, yes, he might have said that he's taking full responsibility. He's probably taking full responsibility because he knew he had a great plan in place, you know, proposed to him by his AD a year prior. And he turned it down. And now he looks like a man with egg on his face because if I had enacted on this, maybe this might have prevented the situation from going forward. So I, I guess, you know, I, I just find it really odd that you have a coach. Granted, he may not have been the best coach. He probably was doing what he was doing to try to weed out the bad people of the program. And from my knowledge, not too many people transferred out. Uh, from what I've read, you know, I don't keep up with Maryland, Maryland football like that. But if it was such a bad culture, I think you would have heard some things over the course of time saying it was really bad. I think it's some cowardly type of stuff when you got players like that played under him, I think it was at Stanford, they came out and said he was a horrible coach and he was at Stanford, God knows, four or five years ago. I'm like, dude, if he's such a horrible coach, why are you waiting until now to say, damn, I'm happy he got fired? You know, if, if things are bad, obviously that bad that you're disgruntled about it and you feel some sort of way about it, speak up. So I'm guessing five years ago that wasn't a thing, but it's the thing to do so now. <laughs> or it wasn't a thing six months ago, but I guess it's the thing to do so now because it seems like everybody who's pissed off about some little thing is now gonna speak up so that they can go ahead and do something better for themselves. I don't know, it just seems kinda crazy to me. And that's just me stepping on and now stepping off my uh my soapbox. <laughs> that's my take. I don't know. I I'm not saying that the father is wrong for believing what he wants to believe or backing who he wants to back. Whether the coach was wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent, it was the coach who was there the majority of the time, you know, trying to console and and was concerned about the well-being of your son. And then you're turning around saying this coach should never coach anybody again. Uh, And you're backing the university president who turned down a, a proposal help better the athletic program when it comes to situations like this. It seems odd to me.
0: Not only that, you have the majority of the um, football players' parents who still support them, the coach. Yep. So, you know, like I said before, it's, it is kind of sad. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, no one can ex- explain, tell how the parents feel about losing someone. That's, you know, you know that's just how it is. But – I agree with you, Adrian, the fact that if you're going to blame the coach, he's not, you know, the only one that you should be blaming. Like there should be others involved as well, especially the AD, you know, Maryland as a, the, 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 the university as a whole, but, or, you know, it's just, I don't think just blaming one person should be like enough, but then again, I can't tell them how they should feel as far as who they should blame. Um, but it feels as though that like I said before, the the rest of the team's parents feel as though that he, uh, even though the coach may be a little bit tough, you know, they don't think it's like anything bad or toxic. So you know if if it was just if it was more than one parent saying that or co-signing with it, you know, maybe you'll have something there. But at this point you you know, I don't know if it's just the, about the grief. Um, that they're going through and the whole blame and everything. But I just felt as though that with so many people, so many coaches do things differently. And whether you consider it to be too tough or whether one person thinks it's tough enough, that's just, you know, that's the nature of football. And I I, I believe Ace can vouch for this, you know, because so many times there's coaches out there that will be tough on you Earl's same way like they'll be tough on you um, to the point where it's either going to make you a better player or you know if it's too much for you maybe it's not fit for you to be on the actual team and there's coaches that will push you and do those type of things that's what the coach does so um it all the it all varies at this point but not every coach is like that or not every coach is like, you know, like the Maryland coach, like um, DJ Durkin, or, you know, there's other coaches that do things differently. So it's all about the, the style. And if, whether or not, as a player, you're able to rise above it or, you know, not rise above it. So it's, it's – I agree with you that there should be others. If you're going to blame somebody, there should be the whole Maryland that you should be blaming, not just focusing on one coach or one player or one name. Um, but you know that I, I'm not going to tell you that you know you should just not just blame it because I don't know how they what they're going through or how they're feeling. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be other 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 parties in this. You know, as a result of this incident, that are probably either going to be a suspended or be you know lose their jobs. I mean, how this all plays out, you know, we're going to see over the next couple of you know, days or weeks, I'm assuming that Maryland would probably would have liked to have this situation resolved before the season starts, a la Ohio State, so they can kind of get all this stuff out now so they can focus on on playing football. I mean, firing the strength coach was the first immediate reaction. The head coach, is he going to get fired? We don't know. He might possibly get fired. J.D. might possibly get fired. I don't know. It, it could be a lot of people. I mean, you're, and you have to worry about the impending lawsuit because we all know there will be a lawsuit that's going to come against Maryland because at the end of the day, a child died. And like you said, uh, we can't understand a, a parent's grief. Um, but a child, you know, a child died in this program, not only under the strength, coordinator's watch, but still head coaches, football head coaches, team – his watch. The buck has got to stop somewhere. And unfortunately, even though he wasn't there, didn't do anything, all eyes are still going to fall under him because at the end of the day, it's still his program. Now, yeah. is the president trying to cover his ass because he was presented with something by the AG to bring the third party? Of course he is. That's why he's trying to take responsibility so he can get out in front of it and try to save his neck and his job. But, you know, like, like you said, you know, maybe the head coach, he wasn't there when it happened, um, but he was there after the fact, you know, consoling the fa- parents. We don't know, you know, but some heads have to roll in this situation, and I don't think it's going to stop specifically with the strength the strength, um, the, um, the strength, coach.
2: Well, I think if you're going fire, to you fire Durkin, you got to fire from the top all the way down. I think the president got to go. I think the AD got to go. And personally, I think if you're gonna, if Durkin got to go, his entire staff got to go. But they're not going to do that right now it's uh, so close to the season. So they'll probably let him go. They'll probably let all of the assistant coaches and all the, uh, the position coaches stay just to have some sort of continuity. And then once that's done, they're going to let them go. <laughs> and then they're going to have a mass exodus of players leave that program because they're going to give them the opportunity to say, well, if you think this is a toxic environment, you're free to go. Now, the bigger question will be, if they give them that opportunity and nobody leaves, what is they what are they saying then? Was it really as toxic as what they're making it out to be? Or they're just claiming that because the microscope is now currently on them and the coaching staff sort of probably just being real mellow that uh, they won't go because now they see it's some sort of a change going on in the current culture of the program. That's that's the bigger question. Because if, if it were me, if it were my child and I knew that the coaching staff was doing this and they're like, okay, well and especially if my child's a starter, it's like we can't sacrifice you leaving now, but at the end of the season you got to go. And what if that child said, Well mom, nah, you know, I even though that was going on, I, I never thought it was that bad that I wanted to leave. So then you have to question how bad really was it?
0: Taking it a step further. What if the parents come and defend that action if when if they did let go of the coaches? Like what if the parents came and said, You know what, I don't think you need to be suspended. Or I mean, you need to be fired. You should have I think he done wonders with my son. What are you going to do then?
2: But then you'll have the one the one father and mother who said, Well, my son died.
0: Yeah, no, no I, I, no, I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. But I, I also think that there may be some players, parents out there who believes as though that they're going to want, you know, they're going to do their best to defend. Oh, That's I right. agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm not saying, you know, it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that just as much as somebody is asking for that coach to be fired, you're going to have a couple of players' parents who's going to want to say, I want him to stay.
2: And then, from, from what I'm understanding, you know, just listening to local radio stations here, they're saying the main reason why he's probably going to have to go is because he's not going to come sit down in your living room, Al, and speak with AJ and be like, yeah, we're going to take good care of your son. Yeah, I know we had an unfortunate situation where XYZ was going on, but trust me, things are different. You know, we really want AJ here in Maryland, you know, and you're going to sit here and be like, really, let's, you know, X, Y, you know, does this situation happened under your watch? Now as an incoming recruit, how comfortable are parents knowing that this is a man that had this happened while he was there?
0: Be honest with you. If let's say, let's, let's flip that. Say if it was for West Virginia and say uh-huh. if it was the alma mater, you know what I'm saying? You got Maryland people that, you know, went to Maryland, got, you know, met their wife, got married and, you know, straight up a Maryland alum to the T. So it's not going to matter if it's the same coach that is going to come and try to invite, recruit my son to, you know, to play. I'm going to be like, yo, if you're getting a free college scholarship, nine times out of ten, if they're offering it to you, you may have to take that position, you know, make take that position. Just be careful. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be some people, some parents out there that is really going to look at it and say, you know, I think that Durkin will be a great coach for you. And let's just take it from there. They may just isolate that incident and say, you know what, that was an unfortunate incident. But I think that overall this coach is doing a good job. And I think – and it might, be the play, it might be my son's decision to say, I may want to play for a DJ Durkin. You know what I'm saying? So there's so many avenues with that. You know, I can hold a conversation and say, "Hey, I don't know about all that, but it's <laughs> totally be up to the, to your your kid." So, I mean, it's just so much that's involved in it. And that's one of the reasons why I say, you know, I understand that the what the parents are going through, you know, I get it. I completely understand. But on the flip side, there's so many other parents for whatever reason is going, that may defend them. They may have their own reasons of why they they want to stay at Maryland and want to keep the coach. That's, that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. You're going to have, you know, some family and some people that's going to defend the coach. I mean, you know, Maryland with the small community are going to rally around the coach. Probably Um, it will probably be that same way at at a, a bunch of colleges. I mean, I mean, you look. There were some people rallying around, you know, you know, Urban Meyer at Ohio State when they exactly. thought he was going to lose his job. I mean, imagine if this went down in in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, you know, with Nick Saban. I mean, I mean, the wall would be around him, you know, like like a ten foot wall, you know, <laughs> to keep him on to stay. I mean, um, I mean, what? But in the end might still get them. is that, you know, the optics perspective. I mean, you have, a, like I said, you have an impending lawsuit, which is probably coming. And like you said, hey, you have to not worry about the, the kids that are here. You have to worry about your recruits, not just next year, but the year after that, you know, mm-hmm. how does that affect your recruiting moving forward to stay competitive, you know, in the conference. And, um, and he doesn't have – he's a good coach but he doesn't have that cachet of a couple of national championships behind his belt right. or multiple multiple college playoff appearances to be able to give him some cover that you can say, okay, well, this was a rogue, you know, strength coach. You know, we can kind of, even though a kid passing is horrible, but we can kind of maybe let this go because we still like the coach. Look what he's done. He's bringing in all his money. He won national titles with this guy. He doesn't have that, the kind of – give him a little bit more cover so he's liable I mean I'm surprised maybe he gets suspended a couple of games like Urban Meyer did maybe he might not lose his job at all but the optics here is what Maryland's playing with and you know somebody's going to have to go it's not going to just be the strength coordinator somebody else is going because they're trying to ward off a potential floodgate of what could happen if they don't handle the situation properly
0: And to be honest, Maryland needs to jump on this to get it handled if they want to keep the people that they have going forward.
1: And And, I thought they would have handled this already, but I think they're still trying to give it due process and let things go. But, yeah, I agree. I I thought they would have tried to get ahead of this a lot more than they are right now. They
2: they should have gotten ahead of it back in May when it initially happened. And then when he initially passed away two weeks later, they should have – they should have said, you know what, we're at fault. We're going to suspend Durkin. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We fired the, the, the strength coach. We fired people from the athletic, uh, the training staff. Uh, Durkin and his staff is going under sensitivity training and all this type of crap and doing all this. If they had addressed that back in early June, you know, there might have been some backlash, but they wouldn't be in the position they're in today. You know, and, you know, you look at what Baylor was going through with Art Riles and his staff and the, 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 the craziness and those players running the muck, <laughs> you know, and the craziness that's still kind of going on there. It's not as blatant, but they still get popped and dinged for some crazy crap every so often. But yet, Matt Rule came in and he's still getting players, so it's not like – You know, if the university is what the university is, they'll always manage to get players. Uh, It's just unfortunate that uh, this is going on. And if Art Bryles can find a job somewhere, DJ Durkin is going to find a job somewhere. So he may have to sit for a year, but then he'll end up working somewhere. It's football popping up in different countries. He'll get a paycheck.
0: No, most definitely. If that was to happen, I I see a couple of schools picking him up. (laughs) <laughs> with the quickness,
1: <clears throat> this is not like college football. You know, back in the you know the late '80s or early '90s, where you can kind of get away with almost anything and nothing will come out. You know, stuff comes out now. You you just can't sit on it and hope that it all blows over, and you can kind of you know keep keep going. You know, keep going as before. No, it's just the day and age where things that get out there and public consumption immediately. You got to get honest. You know, you have to address this stuff immediately when it happens and get in front of things before, you know, it, it turns out to be far, far worse by you being, you know, compl- complacent and just hoping that these kind of things go away. I mean, I'm sure Urban Meyer was hoping that the whole thing with Zach Smith and his wife would just go away. I mean, you know, they're hoping that Maryland, that a kid died, but you're hoping that maybe they can just not say much about it. It wouldn't happen until someone really brought it out and then now they have to say, Oh, we're we're taking, you know, we're taking responsibility for it. That should have been a line, like you said, Ace, a few months ago.
2: Yep. I saw an interesting stat on Bleacher Report. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me. But I the stat was there has been seventeen NCAA football related deaths since I believe two thousand. Or it might have been a little bit earlier. Or later, and there has been zero deaths in the NFL. NCAA got to do a lot better as far as how they're handling these situations and these players passing away.
0: The thing is, the problem with that is that the NCAA is never held accountable for the actions that they do, they, that happen to begin with. Like, for whatever reason, it seems as though that the NCAA as a whole don't get punished for a lot of things that happen.
1: Why do they want to police themselves? They make up so much damn money. <laughs> That's the problem.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> who do you hold liable? I guess the NCAA was like, well, we didn't have them out there running X amount of days or doing X, Y, Z, you know, so how are you going to hold us liable? But. It's the NCAA that has all the rules, but, you know, which the schools have to follow. So somebody got to be held liable in these situations. Personally, you just pay the players and then you want to have these problems. But,
1: you know, but you <laughs> oh, no, they, they don't want to do that. They're, they're student-athletes. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's
0: why students is first on oh, love to athletes. <laughs> student.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I don't think a lot of those kids in Alabama are uh, student-athletes. I think they're more athlete-students.
1: They're, just, they're, just, they're just athletes. They're just buying their time, and right. In a lot, of, in a lot of schools, they're just buying their time. You know, they got
2: basket weaving, one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, and one hundred four. And, and they might even go
1: to that.
0: <laughs> they're pro. They're pro sport. They're pro. Wait. They're pro sport. Red. They're red shirt pros from pro sports. That's really what the bottom line is. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean. They're red-shirting for the pro sports. Pretty
2: <laughs> much. Pretty much. I mean, hell, they <sighs> –
1: man, I Reminds me of a funny story from, from Rutgers, and I'll make it real brief. Now, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> Freshman year, I uh, was coming out of our finals, and one of, the, um, one of the more famous basketball players at the time was in the class. I'm uh, leaving, took t- t- the final. He's coming in. And I was like, well, the final's almost done. He was like, Oh, don't worry about it. I got the I got the answers.
2: I like, oh dude, I, I know a famous player. I know who you talking
1: about. I, know who you're talking about.
2: <laughs> I hey, I know a famous player player personally from West Virginia who played in the league for ten years.
0: I know. I'm not, mention,
2: I'm not gonna mention any names. We we were in a class together and he was I was like, dude, I was like, What's up? I know you got the answers to answer the test. He, he looked at me, he was like, Come on, man, come on, hey. It's like if I give you the answers, I gotta give everybody answers. I I was like, but dude I ain't going to say nothing It's like, but look, it's like, come on. Now. I was like, I was like, dude, come on. He's like, I can't. I was like, all right, bet. Then he turned around and gave me a ride home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know both of y'all, who y'all talking about. You ain't even got to say no. I know exactly oh, who you're talking about.
2: Dude, them jokers get answers to the test. Very legitimate. Very, very legitimate. But I'm not mentioning any names because I'm no snitch. <laughs> not that it matters at this
0: point. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> like it really matters at this point.
2: Right. He could, just, he, could easily, he could easily deny it, so I ain't worried about it. But <laughs>
1: yeah. You probably ain't remember it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I, he, I know his wife. His wife probably knows me better than he would remember me when we actually took class
1: together. Ooh, let's ooh, if, if he, oh he, no
2: no no! I mean, it we
0: just all went confirms, to who I, it just confirms who I know. Who I am We
2: all went to school together. We just all cool. But his wife, you know, she sees me. She's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, how such and such? Like, he good? He back home? I'm like, yeah, well, okay.
0: <laughs> all right, but we could talk more about the recent memories. <laughs> the recent memories. Of, of our college years but of course we are, are out of time so i'd like to thank everybody for checking this out um fellas let them know where they can reach you at
1: uh you can reach me on twitter snapchat and the gram at j e ross number seven
2: and you can reach me on twitter at cat daddy one nine six three cat daddy one nine six three on twitter
0: and of course, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. I am ourquals. Again, Twitter and Instagram. I am ourquals. And don't forget to check out Guys Talking Sports on now on Twitter under the handle Guys Sports Talk and on Instagram at Guys Talking Sports. I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Again, appreciate all the love and support. Feel free to check, reach out to us, um, show some love, and just let us know that you're listening. We really appreciate all the listeners, subscribers out there that's checking us out on iTunes and on the podcast, on all the podcasts and on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever. I appreciate the love and support. Um, But for now, until next time, this is Guys Talking Sports. And again, until then, God bless. Good night. Have a good one.